Hello and welcome to the Flix From Podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This is Netflix 194th film from 2019, Christmas comedy, The Night Before Christmas, directed by Monica Mitchell. It stars Vanessa Hudgens, Josh Whitehouse, and Emmanuel Chirqui. I'm Jesse, and I'm with MJ. How are you? I am very, very well. How are you? Good. Good Christmas, Christmas feels again. We love, love the Christmas feels. Christmas feels. I Christmas did say, feels. obviously, I did say a few weeks ago before we started doing Christmas films that it'll be interesting checking out these Christmas films in the middle of the year. Like Christmas films have that magic to them that you can probably give them a little bit of a bump up when you watch them around Christmas time because, you know, that's what, you're, that's what you're searching for. You're searching for that Christmas vibe. So we're watching these films out of season and, it's um. I mean, like, when have you ever done that in your life? When have you just like in the middle yeah. of June just put a Christmas movie on? It just doesn't happen. So, um, it is interesting. It's that's super true. And who knows? People might be listening to this around Christmas time anyway. So, Merry Christmas to you if you want. That's very true. It's very very <laughs> true. And, and please take our a uh, Grinch esque attitudes uh, with a grain of salt because uh, yeah, it's the middle of June here in. In, in Melbourne and it's cold and Christmas in Australia is, is nice and warm. So this cool. doesn't even feel like Christmas for us. So true. Uh, well, let's get into it. Let's talk, uh, start off with our fast flicks where we do a quick summary. What's this one all about, MJ? This movie is about a 14th century knight who finds himself in modern day suburban America on the eve of Christmas. Nice. Good, yeah. Uh, I've just I've used the same word. A knight travels to the future to prove his worth by falling in love and helping others. Mm, that's it. That's that's the movie. Sorry, spoiler alert too. If you want to watch this one, um, give us a pause and come back later. But if um, I'm sure you don't care if you <laughs> if you're listening. Similarly, if you look at the poster of this movie, uh, you can probably decipher what the fast flicks is without <laughs> watching it. It's so true. So true. All right. Well, what what did you learn about how this one is put together? There's not a heap, not a heap of information on the production of this film, which is also not uncommon with these kind of Christmas films that feel feel quite run of the mill. Um, it's not dissimilar to all the Hallmark Christmas films that they're just basically getting as many out as they can and hoping one or two stick. So, the only difference with this one, it's got semi semi big name actress in it to to really pump it up, which Netflix can do. But filming took place in. Aurelia and Bracebridge in Ontario, Canada, between April and May in 2019. The uh, the Norwich Castle scenes were actually filmed in Tullamore Island. So they actually went to Ireland to shoot those scenes. I, I feel like they could have cheated that somewhere else. Um, but credit to them, they did it. And and that's that's all I've really got about the production. It was it was filmed across those those two months, the start of 2019. Um and then it released in November. It's a really quick turnaround considering they, they start shooting in April. People are watching it in November. Um, and that's the movie. The only thing that I did want to add, which I found on IMDb in the, in the trivia section, which a lot of it is just rubbish. And this, <laughs> this, is one that I really, this is one that I really liked. I think it was, now you can click whether you think it was interesting or not. This was like seven of nine people found this fact interesting. Sir Cole in the movie has has perfect teeth. It was very, very nice mouth of teeth. <laughs> but it would have been a lot more likely that he would have been missing a few. Um, you know, he's in the 1300s. He's a knight. They didn't have great dental back then. And that's a really good point. I think this movie would have been a lot better if he had, like, a few missing teeth, a couple of brown ones, really true to what it really would have been. I, just, I, I love that someone put that in. And then seven uh, or nine people were like, oh, that's a good point. 
straight from the barrel. <laughs> that, but, <that's> a, good <laughs> <one>. <laughs> a very good one. Um, yeah, I, the only other thing I guess I'll. Well, it was nominated for a few awards. Uh, won, nominated for three awards. It won an award for best costume design at the TV movie Leo Awards. Um, for okay. sorry, for a TV movie at the Leo Awards. Um, so well on. But uh, right. for me, I guess, and I mentioned this a long time ago when we did one of these other films. This is this is all part of that Netflix Christmas multiverse, which mm. is which is cool. And um, I think it was only a few weeks ago that we we looked at the Rob Lowe. Uh, was it holiday or Christmas in the wild? And uh, just to see that on the TV in the background was sort of a made me have a bit of a chuckle, a bit of a giggle to to see that you know these were released pretty close together realistically. So um, that was, I forgot that was, that was a Christmas movie. Even when yeah. I was watching that in the um, in the movie that they sit down and they've done this a bunch of times now with these Netflix Christmas movies. And to be honest, I kind of like it. It's cheesy, but it's it's kind of like a nod to them themselves, which it's fine with me. But when that holiday in the wild one came on, I was like. Oh, that was that wasn't a Christmas movie, but fair enough that they're doing it. And it's only that you've mentioned it now. I'm like, ah, that actually kind of was a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even think of it as one. And then the holiday calendar was playing as well on the TV. Yep. And the other reference was when they were decorating the Christmas tree. There's like the acorn <laughs> um, ornament, which is a reference to Aldovia, which was in the Christmas Prince, which was one that I liked. So um, yeah, that was a, a strong of- link, right? This this whole multiverse thing, like Aldovia is a fictional place. place. And in this in this universe where knights travel in time, Aldovia and, and this Christmas prince, they all exist. So I, do. I don't mind it. They can keep doing this. <laughs> uh, the tagline for this one. Did you see the tagline? No. It was a modern day romance with a medieval twist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all right. I'd pay it. I'd pay it. Uh, the only other thing I looked into were the translations around the world. So in Portuguese, this was called a past of present. It removes the, the Christmas um, words from this one, I guess. Um, in French, it was called the alchemy of Christmas. In Japanese, it was the Christmas night who fell in love. And in Chinese, <laughs> it was the night through time. So again, Chinese takes the Christmas element out of it too. So but you, the, the night before Christmas is... Obviously, a, a very common term that we that we know, and yeah. if that term doesn't exist in another culture, then that title doesn't work at all. Correct, correct, and that's why you probably do need to make that change. Um, yeah. Consensus: What were critics and audiences saying about this? It is. So this surprised me that IMDb only has eighteen thousand ratings. Not, I, I, for some reason, I thought this film was was kind of like one of the big Christmas ones when it came out, but it must not have been. Um, yeah. Must have been the other Vanessa Hudgens, the Princess Switch or whatever. That was, was that a Christmas movie? It yep. was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. For some reason, I thought this was quite big in terms of the impact the center, but it's a five point five out of ten on IMDb of eighteen thousand ratings, and a, it's a pretty low two point three out of five on Letterbox, and that's twenty one and a half thousand ratings. So. It's not it's not great, but I mean this this movie is never gonna win an Oscar. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes it's fresh, not certified, it's only on twenty one reviews, but fresh from the critics. Audience a bit lower, I guess uh, more in line with what we're seeing on the others, but a forty one percent on over two hundred and fifty ratings. So um, this movie was fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Sixty seven percent on twenty one reviews. Interesting. I would not mm. have picked that. Yeah. All right. Well uh, your early thoughts on this one. What what are you thinking? I mean, this, this is kind of what I expected it to be. Um, probably like half an hour in, I was like, this is just 
it's terrible. Like it's a terrible movie. <laughs> you know what, what? What am I watching here? And then you know, like like you expect, and like these kind of movies, it gets it gets cozy. You get familiar with the characters, and I mean, I was kind of interested, but I never really got into it. But also, I never expected to get into it. I've, uh, I've, yeah, it's a cookie cutter Christmas movie that sits finally amongst Netflix other holiday offerings. Yeah, all I'm given. All I'm given. Um, they've got they've had some good ones. Netflix. They have. They well, have. I mean, we we saw Klaus a couple of weeks ago. So there's there's not a lot you can you know like you mentioned you see what this is about and you know exactly what you're going to get and as long as it's uh, it doesn't deviate too much from that that line. I mean, sometimes if they do deviate, it's in a good way, but you know you don't want yeah, to yeah. deviate where it's complete rubbish. So. But it is interesting um, yeah. when you think about like the Christmas Chronicles that they've done. Uh, actually, I'm going to, I don't know for sure, but do they have those same links in those movies to these ones with the holiday calendar and Christmas prints? I feel like they're like, oh, we've actually separate. got good Christmas movies too that we're going to keep separate. But yeah. these cheesy ones that, yeah, you, you want to chuck them on in, in on the 5th of December just to get into the mood. Like they're having fun with it. And it's, you right, you said cookie cutter. I listened to it was like there's a podcast called The Business Wars and they do they do little series on businesses sort of fighting against each other not fighting but like competing against each other and they did one on the, the Christmas movie sort of um, idea so it was like the Hallmark oh, yeah. Channel and the competition and then Netflix arriving on the scene so realistically they, they, these types of movies maybe aren't necessarily made they're more made for for competition purposes like that they follow the structure and the format of of Hallmark movies to take away from um, you know a competitor so. Um, mm. Yeah, very interesting. Whereas that's where quant- quantity becomes an important thing too. Let's get sure as many does. out there as we can. Sure. Does. All right, characters. I, I don't have an awful lot to say because it's very generic, but I'm sure you'll do an excellent job at filling us in. Uh, don't say that. Now I've yeah. got to try and Pressure. find something that's not there. Um, let's start with Brooke. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens. I love Vanessa Hudgens as a, as a high school musical fan from way back. Um, Gabriela Montez has always got a soft spot in my heart, but... <laughs> Brooke, struggling to really take anything out of her, but you know, I guess I'm going to say she's she's quite independent. We meet this girl who is um, obviously recently single. She's had her heart broken, so her walls are up a little bit. You get the idea very quickly that she deserves a man who's going to treat her like she deserves because she loves her family. She's a great role model. I don't. I don't think I'm ever going to understand why she would weirdly take in a, in a stranger who is showing pretty bizarre signs of, of head trauma or <laughs> some kind of mental health or personality disorder. It's absolutely wild when you think about it for her to be like, I've got a spare room. Nah, he's fine. You're going to take him to the police station? Nah, nah, don't put him in a cell. Just take him to my house. Um, that's a real blocker for this story because it's such an important part of the plot. Um, and I don't think I'm ever going to understand that part of her character, but everything else is just like, here's this girl who we like her anyway on her own terms. She doesn't need a man, but we'd love her to be happy, especially around the holidays. And uh, hopefully she finds someone. That's, that's kind yeah, of yeah. the brook that we meet. Yeah. I, I just tried to put it all into like one big sentence for each, each one. So uh, she's a teacher trying to recover from a broken heart got dead parents, there's a cop-like father figure, all the usual cliches, done. Yep, yep, good role model to the niece. Like, she's yeah, got a, true. She's like a surrogate mum in a sense, yep. Yeah, all right, Great. who have we got next? I've got Cole next, and I've got oh, no one after Cole, so I'm going to be interested to see what you've got next. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sir Cole, my apologies. Sorry, um, sorry, yeah. He's from 
he's from the 1300s. So he operates with a pretty different moral compass, um, different etiquette guide to what we're used to, which is basically supposed to be the humor of the concept of this film. How funny is it that a guy does these things that we don't do? That's crazy. I think he, uh, I think he kind of accepts his situation way too easily. <laughs> the idea that he's travelled, firstly, travelled in time. Secondly, just the world's an entirely different place, and he's like, okay, I'm getting a feel for this. I watch telly all night, so I know how you talk. Um, <laughs> but with that said, I also don't mind that we didn't spend like half an hour with him just rejecting this idea that he's gone through time and can't figure it out. So that I, I cut up some slack there. Um, I. It, it probably isn't it, – it's such a historical character from, from a, such a specific part of time, and it's probably it's the, the part that I wouldn't expect that I'd really like this in a film. It doesn't really work for me, but he, he should sort of be – if you're a knight from the 1300s, he's not going to be this like, romantic guy that we think he is. There's so many more important things in their lives in those days, and it's, it's all about honour and integrity and – you know, I'm above you on the on the pecking order. And he basically said, like, he fell in love once with someone, but, like, love wasn't really a thing back then. You'd probably get told who you got to marry because it works for your family. But he, this guy's a real sucker for love. And um, I, I think that's kind of trying to tap into what maybe people should have been or would have been like then if it wasn't so segregated by rules or the way they should live. So that, that, that's an interesting call. It's not the sort of thing you'd expect from a knight, but... Maybe uh, they just needed to be pushed into the modern day to see what love really is. I think you gave him more depth than anyone that put a <laughs> touch on this script uh, could have possibly imagined. So well done. You, you should be working on these Christmas films. That's Maybe. <laughs> I, I, like, the only really thing I'll harp on from there is that I, I, I completely agree. Like I didn't for one second believe his inability to, like it was just like you mentioned, maybe that ties back to the thing you said about the teeth. Like, there was no part of me that didn't see him as not being able to adapt or it was just weird. It, it didn't, like you said, I, I think you're probably, probably thankful that they didn't spend a long time, um, you know, putting the emphasis on him struggling with situations. But at the same time, it was just a little bit of a too quick sort of turnaround. Like it was like, cool. Yeah, I'm good now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very true. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, well, it's a crap movie if it's the other way around, but yeah, it's, it's hard not to forgive. And then it obviously follows that, you know, common thing that we see in 99% of films is there's a quest and his quest is to fulfill a prophet, um, the, you know, the fulfill the, the, what the prophet wants him to do. And um, what else can you expect from a character like this, the, the time travels and, and I'll probably talk about this later. There was, there was never a negative moment from this guy. He was just super, super sugary sweet. There was, there was nothing that he was going to do. Like, you know, sometimes you like to see a character that has their ups and downs. There was none of that with him. It was just, I'm here to learn. I'm here to do the right thing and that stuff. When you really break down this movie, though, he <laughs> has to fulfill a prophecy. He doesn't know what the prophecy is at the time, but we know the prophecy is you have to fall in love. We're watching a movie where the, where the main goal is for someone to fall in love. So nothing bad is going to happen in this movie. Like, And nothing bad does happen. They kind of try and force it a little bit by... <laughs> having 10 minutes where one of the girls gets just lost in the snow, but like nothing bad is ever going to happen in this movie. Like it's, there's nothing. Exactly. We're just like, Oh, what are you going to do? Oh, we just got, we got to set up for Christmas, but we've got a few days off anyway. So we've got time to do it. Like it's, that's, that's a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had Madison, this just, um, 
the sister down as well, just because I thought to me, she like resembled a hype girl. Um, it's like, yeah, Cole's great. My daughter's great. My daughter cares for others. My husband travels to work, but he's also great. And I work really hard because my shop's busy. And that's like her. She's like, she's just this, I'm there to hype you. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't seem that positive to me though. She always seemed like everything was a little bit hard, yeah. which felt a little bit more realistic. But realistic. Yeah, um, I, you, yeah, you took more out of her than I could. She was fine, but and the only other, I just got nothing to say. But that Allison character, just WTF. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> was, was she supposed? Hang on. So was Allison the the neighbor? Yeah, the one who's yeah got an interest. Yeah, but so, but so she comes in and we're like, oh, this one's she's gonna like throw a spanner in the works yeah. for for what's going on with with Colin Brook and. Turns out she's like kind of pretty cool okay. and, yeah. and <laughs> pretty like oh maybe you should go chase Brooke because it looks like you like her like oh okay sure. <laughs> I'll probably talk about nice. that a bit later but oh god yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, director Monica Mitchell Monica Mitchell mostly TV movies and uh, and a few Christmas ones in there so and like. This is what we just spoke about at the start. Netflix is trying to build their catalogue of Christmas movies. Get someone in who knows how to do it. Probably knows how to do it quick and efficiently. Give her Vanessa Hudgens. Um, and, and and even to an extent, Emmanuel Shriqui. Like, it's, there's there's more than she's probably ever worked with and let's see what can happen. That's kind of if the, the crux of her. Exactly. Um, and also, obviously, impress Netflix because they gave her the there's a 2022 film called Brazen, which is based on a Nora Roberts book, so famous oh, author, yeah. starring Alyssa Milano. So, you know, that, giving her the the trust to work with another big name um, and guessing similar sort of film um, or like Alyssa themes Milano. or a film based on novel. Yeah, I have not heard from Alyssa Milano in some time. A long time. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's talk about scenes. What are, what are some ones you like? You know, this is this is really sad. I've only got one scene that I liked, uh, one moment that I liked, but it's probably not even like my favorite moment of the movie. It just made me laugh. Is when they're at the diner and he just yells, "Another one, wench!" <laughs> 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 I thought that was great. <laughs> I, I guess it's like normal for him to be at like a, a pub setting, and that's what they do. They just bring you more ale or whatever it is. And he just did it, and I liked everyone's reaction to it too. Everyone was just like, "What the hell?" You can't do that. And Brooke was like mortified immediately. So that was great. But that's kind of sad. That's all I had. But I'm trying to think like, what did I like? And I didn't hate everything in this film, but it was like nothing stands out. Everything just kind of happens. So yeah, another one wench. I exactly same scene. I liked the douche joke about the ex boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) The use of the word douche was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very good. Uh, The only other thing I put in there, which isn't even really part of the movie, was the post credit scene because that actually got me excited. Where you've got the um, the crone lady with uh, the brother Jeffrey, and just I was like, ooh, this is. Got you excited, did it? Yeah, got me excited (laughs) because I was like, oh, so we know know where the sequel's going. Well, I think. I think last week when when you said, "Oh, the next movie we have is uh, Night Before Christmas," and I think I said to you, "Have they got a sequel?" And I don't think they do. And I actually looked, and I don't think they have one planned either. Because I actually I, I did Google this because I'm like, and here's the deal: I didn't really love this film. If they do a sequel, I don't want to see like the same story again with some other dude. I want to oh, go back to Brooke and Cole, <laughs> see where they're at. But he might come and try and steal uh, Brooke. That might be the oh wow. Story. Tension. We might get some actual tension. That's, 
No, they're brothers. They're very noble and no. I have Maybe he'll go no for nobility. the neighbor. He'll go for Allison. Oh, yeah. Nobility. Forgot about nobility. All right. Um, what are some things that you didn't like? And look, similar to this, I've only got three things I didn't like, and, and they are the things that really stood out for me. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have because I think it'll be a good laugh. But um, firstly, in no way in the world am I lending this man my car. I think regardless of whether you think that he's got like a bit of a mental problem where he's blocked out who he really is, she's like, oh, have you remembered how to drive now? It's like, no, this guy firstly can't drive. Secondly, I just wouldn't lend him my car anyway. So that led to a scene which was just unnecessary of him driving. So I didn't like that. Um, probably the worst the worst shot or scene in the movie was at the grocery store when he was just eating all the bread rolls in the background. <laughs> like, It's like, oh, we need to distract Brooke somehow so he can be really funny in the background. Um, so let's just have him eating bread rolls and whatever. And it was just ridiculous. He, like, when he got like 15 cans of hot chocolate as well. Like, uh, not working for me. Um, and the other thing I didn't like, so these are, these are not actual seeds as much as like reasoning that characters tried to figure out what they were doing. How on earth did those girls get lost in the snow? Like, <laughs> they just like kept walking. I thought they were just going out to the backyard and having a play. And then they ended up on the lake. <laughs> like, that snow um, was pretty heavy. So, you know, it's, it was. visibility, guess, visibility so, levels are low. Sure. So don't walk very far. Like the only reason that you're going to get, get get in trouble is if you just keep walking. So, um, yeah, it didn't. And that was again like, hey, we've got to build some tension. We've got to build something that goes wrong in this movie. And uh, that was it. And it was pretty crap. Good. Um, yeah. Whenever Brooke saw her ex boyfriend James, just the awkward turns and the camera positioning, like I just laughed. I was like, yeah. It just it was awkward to watch. Um, the hot chocolate meat cute come on like do we really need that um yeah of course we needed that it's a big cute yeah yay um (laughs) at the house like cole was like you know go use the bathroom just knowing exactly that he was gonna walk out around that corner without a shirt off was ridiculous like yes it was gonna happen and we didn't need it didn't need to see him with a shirt off because he was oiled up like there was no tomorrow also yeah didn't didn't have the kind like He's a fit man. He looked fine, but he didn't have like the breathtaking rig that you were like, oh, look at that. So fair enough too. I thought something funny was going to happen there. Like he's going to drop his towel or he was like, what's this yeah. thing that we use to dry ourselves? But no, it was just him walking back and forth in a towel. Yeah. Um, I think there was a line where I think uh, Brooke just said, girls can be whatever they want. It was just like chucked in there when he's just talking to the niece for no reason, no follow-up, no explanation why that was important. It was like, cool. That's a nice line. We'll just put it in there, but it had no context to the situation. And oh, I it's because it. didn't she say he said she said can girls be knights and he's like yeah. no they can't <laughs> he's yeah. like don't be ridiculous <laughs> and then she's like yeah, 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 yeah they can no suppose yeah yeah but they still could have like, built on that what yeah what but then you could have like had a conversation with Colin being like you know this is how our society is now rather than yeah, just being like turn your you know, backward thoughts around yeah you're yeah, right exactly. that's a very good point um, yeah. I think every interruption when they went to kiss just annoyed me. Like the amount of times the phone went off or someone walked in too many times. Um, and then this annoyed you, obviously, but the Cole just being the excellent tracker in the woods, like, oh, there's a footprint. <laughs> oh, there's the hand on the, the wood on the tree. Oh, they must be this way. Oh, God, give me a break. Um, and, and the last thing, I'm just putting in here, it's for Alison because that mistletoe scene at oh, the yeah. end where she's just like, you know, the mistletoe is for someone you should care about. And he's just like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. When she was very strange. Character. 
didn't even need her. Very, need very strange. Yeah. That just highlights how good good this film is. How like how like wholesome this film is. That the person they bring in that you think is going to disrupt it actually like, nah, I'm on your team as well. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Yeah? We all love you. <laughs> I was a bully at school, but I'm cool now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was this one trying to say? What are some ideas? Some ideas. This movie is talking about love and family mm-hmm. and giving mm-hmm. and magic, mm-hmm. literal, literal magic <laughs> and the magic of Christmas all combined. It is not necessarily going into depth for any of them, but they're all really important. The idea of family, very important. We know how important family is and the, the idea of her being close with her parents and therefore with her sister and her, um, and her niece. But the idea of giving is a big one. That, like they, they, they literally have a, uh, like I could guess, a charity auction type thing or not auction, a charity thing every single year to, to give. And Christmas is all about giving and, and then that, that comes out pretty strongly. But they're not really going that hard on anything. Um, that it's just kind of all there which is what has to be in the christmas movie right yeah i, yeah, I think you're completely right the idea that you know, just because you can't explain something logically doesn't mean it can't happen um and you know xmas or christmas is about giving like you said and you can achieve anything in your life if you want it bad enough um <laughs> this one was a bit lame but I, I, thought, I thought it was a good little analogy like the idea of opening up like a physical box of untouched family christmas decorations like <laughs> they sit there and you know that, that gives you that moment to be able to um you know let yourself free and, and become closer to someone um you mentioned fantasy the idea of fantasy too especially with love um you know love does hurt it and suck at times um, and we see that through through Brooke at the start. Um, and, you know, there's a bit of a fish out of water idea too, that, you know, Cole, this isn't oh, his, yeah. his location. So um, he's giving it a crack at least. Uh, all right. Handles what, it very well too. What What did you take away from this one? This this movie, and I would love someone to confirm, someone at Netflix to confirm this with me. It feels like someone thought of the title and then decided to make a movie. It's called The Night Before Christmas. Hey, what if it's a night with a K? Oh, the night before Christmas. And they thought of that and they're like, all right, let's think of an idea after thinking. I, I swear that has to be why this movie, how this movie got made. I don't think they were like, let's have someone from the 1300s come forward in time and live in modern day America. And it's Christmas time. I, they definitely had the idea of the title first. I, I'm swearing by it. It has to have been that way. Um, yeah, really, really good pick or call. Yeah. The other takeaway I have is the pairing of Vanessa Hudgens and Emmanuel Shrieky as sisters is an all-time casting move. They are excellent sisters. They're two, they're two, you know, well-known enough actresses who look kind of similar. I think a lot of a lot of guys, especially, would, would enjoy them in, in most things that they're in. And they put them together as sisters. I'm like, great, you guys nailed this. They they could be sisters. Well done. Nice. Good. Um this this shook me. This shook me to my core. Um, Netflix using Amazon's Alexa. Amazon is like one of their big, big comp- competing partners, and Alexa gets a pretty good run in this. Um, Very good run. That's I just thought really that was an point. interesting, interesting call that uh, Netflix were happy to. And obviously, it's you know, you think of Alexa straight away, and you think Amazon. So I just thought it was interesting that they decided to go with a competing one rather than going like a, a Google. Um, which don't really aren't really in the streaming wars with them. It's a good point. I guess the only argument would be is that Netflix doesn't really have skin in the game in the voice assistant area, voice assistant, but yeah. it's a good point. 
Did uh, you go into IMDb to look anyone up? I did not, no. Uh, big fan of Hudgens, as I said. Big fan of Shrieky as an Entourage fan. Um, but no, everyone else was either not known to me or or known. Yeah, yeah same. Didn't, didn't even bother. Uh, questions? i got a couple, so have you got some? I think I have. I don't know how you're going to answer it because it's a plot thing, but the old crone. So did she have Brooke in mind for Cole? Was she like, I got this girl in the future. I think you guys be perfect together. So I'm going to send you there and hopefully you guys meet. Or did she just want to send him to the future to fall in love because, you know, love is quite different in the future? Was it, what, was, what was her reasoning? Did she have a plan? Well, I guess that sort of depends on whether you believe that the Mrs. Claus in the future was actually the crone lady or not, or whether that was just Cole imagining mm-hmm. her as her. So I think if that was her transforming her figure into Mrs. Claus and backwards and forwards, then she pro- I would suggest probably she did have her in mind. Yep. Yeah, I, I, that's what I think as well. I do think that, but um, worth the question. Yeah, good one. Good um, answer too, Jesse. Thank you. Did uh, this bring back memories of Ohio for you? <laughs> yeah, I did notice that the earth were in Ohio. Um, for what it's worth, when I went to Cleveland, it was uh, it was like a week after Christmas, and we went, and there was a lot of Christmas stuff set up. Um, but no, it didn't didn't <laughs> didn't bring back memories. Now. It's a little bit different. Good. Um, the culture shock in this, and like I sort of touched on this, surely it could have been done a little bit better to start off with like some humorous moments like like it's funny you get to put someone like a fish out of water so why why didn't they yeah and that's what they i i don't know i just assumed they kind of did and i just didn't get it but you know maybe oh yeah no they didn't really that's that's the whole premise is how funny would it be if yeah yeah um i took a selfie with him within the first few minutes like they just like and like he wouldn't have like let alone know what a photo is like a phone and like there's like girls Young girls like who wouldn't be allowed to talk to him normally. I, I don't know, crazy. Um, and you, you've already sort of touched on this anyway. But after Brooke hit him with the car, like <laughs> I know that you were, like couldn't understand why she'd take him back to the house. Why would you even go to the hospital with him? <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's true. That's you could true. be you could be charged for a crime. Like if he dies, you, you killed the guy, and you, you're going to go witness and be like, yeah, cool, arrest me now. I've uh, I've killed him. I don't know. I that's mean, weird. like if if she had been arrested, they would pretty sure who it was but <laughs> but I, I guess you could almost let that one go because you, there, there's a level of guilt or whatever that you feel for eating him and no one else is around but i don't think that level of guilt applies to nah live with me please <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's probably more um vanessa hudgens you like her i like her the princess switch and there's three of them and this is she being typecast into just doing these types of films is she better than that like it's a good point. I mean, for what it's worth, she's she's remaining relevant. The Princess Switch is obviously quite big. Um, but then she does do things like Spring Breakers and yeah. um, what's that one that she was in? Um, ah, that cool one with Emily. Sucker Punch. She's in Sucker Punch as well. Like She does do some cool stuff too. I guess it's, yeah... I, you do one of these Christmas movies because it pops up and that's fine. And then all of a sudden it becomes a bit of a franchise. It's kind of hard to handle, but maybe she's being typecast. And if not, like, if so, then she's having fun with it. I don't yeah. hate it. I mean, yeah, she was probably the best thing in it. She, she does the role really well. Um, yeah, 
Last one. A knight's true quest challenges his innermost weakness, love. Why does love need to be a weakness? It's a good point. I, I don't think it should be, um, but yeah, maybe it was too. back then. Ah, they, I like that. I like that too. That's, you know, in the, because it wasn't about love. Like you mentioned earlier, it was about who That's you why were. she had to pry him bloody 700 years into the future because uh, it, took, it took that long for the world to be okay with love being the, the dominating emotion. Yeah. It was all about who you were thrown to or who you, who you were forced to marry, I guess. Yeah. That's it. Excellent. I like that. Amazing. What a nice way to finish it off. Let's uh let's give our final thoughts and give it a rating out of five. What are you what are you gonna give it? Yeah, I, I struggled with this one in, in terms of it being an out of season watch. I think when that magic of Christmas stuff hits, I normally get, you know, giddy as a schoolgirl with this, but that never really got me on this one. Um, so I need to be wary of the fact that I was watching this very removed from Christmas. Um, but other than that, it still didn't do much for me, but I'm feeling a little bit generous, maybe the Hudgens factor, but I'm, I'm going to still give it two stars. Nice. Yeah. Sickly, pure wholesomeness. I mean, it doesn't offend, doesn't have a real villain, doesn't have any big issues to solve. <laughs> it's, you know, if you're into Christmas movies, just jump on for the ride and you'll probably enjoy it. But yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a two as well. <laughs> it doesn't have a villain. You're right. Like who's the villain? The Allison chick. You could argue that the old crone is just like plucking him out and throwing him there, but she's doing a good, good thing by him, though. So. I know there's no villain, there's not even like close to being a villain. No, uh, god, too, too oh, sweet. Goodness. Um, there's not. We're, we're all over social, give us a follow if you can. Uh, just wanted to theme this in like as a question What do you use the most? Do you use Siri, uh, Google, or Alexa? Uh, I have what well, Siri, I don't really use, yeah, um, but I do have a. Google Home and I have an Alexa, but a lot of them oh. are to do with my job. I, yeah, good. Yeah, I um, obviously I have a Siri on my phone as well, but I don't really use it. But yeah, we have a Google Home which we use quite a bit. So yeah, interesting. I do use the Google more than I use the Alexa. The Alexa I just have in my study for work stuff. So. Yeah, cool. All right. Um, we'll be back next week. Another another film from 2019. It's uh the epic crime drama The Irishman. It's uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. Stars Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, Harvey Keitel, Anna Paquin, Ray Romano, Stephen Graham, and Bobby Cannavale. Spoiler alert, we have pre-recorded this one um, quite a while ago with a couple of uh, guests on this one as well. So um, we're not going to re-record it. So we're going to repost our, our uh, special episode from 2019. We did it when it launched. Yeah, we got we got on the Irishman bandwagon like like a lot of people. Yeah, so um, if you're keen to hear that one, uh, listen out next week and that'll be in your feed. Other than Sounds that, we, I, might, uh, I, might have a, I might have a re-listen. That could be, it's a long one, um, very long one. I think it's about an hour and a half. Not as long so as the movie. Our, <laughs> it's our longest ever episode, I think. So uh, if you've got yeah. the time, yeah, give it a listen. But I think other I'll... than that, it's uh, been a pleasure as always. And we're nearly done with the Christmas movies, I think. I think there's one or two more to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's still a couple. <laughs> oh, goodness. But... uh. Been good, and uh, I'll speak to you soon. See you next time.